welcome to Piloting the Pilots, for the podcast where two ambivalent TV viewers watch television pilots and let you know which shows soar to the highest heights of small screen or crash and burn. My tongue is still falling over itself due to the vaccine that I just got. Yep. So I'm having problems still talking and reading. That's good. <laughs> That's a good good excuse for us to keep plugging away. Plug on through. Push we through. We, we got our uh, COVID vaccinations yesterday, guys. Yes, yes, we did. Yeah. I'm proud of us. I am, We're being too. responsible am uh, human beings. We had to have two coffees this morning in order to do this podcast. <laughs> yep, and we, and we needed it. Because <laughs> I might need a third. I could use a third. <laughs> <laughs> I might get a third after this. Let's let's uh, get some cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine? Let's just do this. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit about what's going on this week. We were supposed to do the classic 1970s stuff. So, show Little House on the Prairie. Mm. My mother mm. had a crush on Michael Landon. Yeah. And Yeah, most women did. Didn't they? Yeah, it's a terrible thing. Maybe it's the hair. It must have been the but hair. But Kurt Russell wore it better in the thing. Kurt Russell's hair is very Michael Landian, but he improved on it. Yes. He like, yes. He stood on the shoulders of giants. <laughs> <laughs> and improved the yes. whole hair situation. Because his hair in the thing is glorious. Yeah, I mean, we've oh talked my... about it multiple times. And At and length. I've decided on this podcast, every October 1st, we're going to do The Thing. The Thing. That should be like a, a separate podcast, like how the McElroys and the guys from The Worst Idea Ever do Paul Blart right. Mall Cop 2 yeah. every Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, we're going to do the thing every October 1st. Okay. Because we watch it every October 1st, and we always talk about it. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's yeah. our movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But we were supposed to do that, but then we decided... Mm. We wanted... Not to. Not to. <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we have old... Uh, we have mm-hmm. listener. Um, we do have uh, a listener request anyway. Yeah, someone yeah. was a bit disappointed that we skipped over a certain TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our choice it was it was very like lesser of two evils <laughs> <laughs> choice because well, neither of us were really super stoked about Little House on the yeah, Prairie. Yeah. You yelled at me. I did. Yeah. <laughs> and so we decided the toss up was maybe we should go back and do this one that mm-hmm. we skipped. So we ended up doing sex. the sex and the city. The sex and the city. It's a lot like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know, it's very much like the Falcon. It's and almost the exactly like it. If you're watching the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yes. that show is just like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> sex in the city is nothing like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The Sex in the City, which is not the title of the show, <laughs> it should be. It should. The Sex in the City was unlike. Pretty much anything I think I've ever seen, yeah. while being very much like a lot of things yes. I've seen before. Yes, so yes. it was it was very odd. Yes, and we'll get into it. Mm. Should we catch people up on the house situation? Though? Oh, okay, okay. Are we in season two? No, no. I've stopped watching. You've stopped watching? I've stopped watching. As of now? As of now, yeah. You're still watching as we of yesterday. We were still watching as of yesterday. We got to episode 20 of season wow. one. Okay. Yeah, we watched a lot. So I figured out why I was still watching. It right. was uh, my morbid curiosity. Yes. I wanted to know what new ailment malady was coming in. Yeah, I think that's what caught, I think what that's mm-hmm. what happened, because we had watched the first one, obviously, for the show. Yeah. 
And then later that afternoon, we were eating lunch or something, mm-hmm. and we couldn't decide what to watch. And I was like, I'm just putting on house. Uh, and, and whatever, yeah. and like we're like, we hate these people. We hate these people I so much. I still hate the characters. Whatever, In fact, I hate them even more I now. don't remember what the ailment was. Mm-hmm. The thing has something to do with children, though, in the second yeah, one. And so. we were like, I hate this show so much, but I really want to see what happens with these kids. <laughs> yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. And so we kept watching it. Yeah, just out of curiosity. But my problem with this is it's... The weirdest thing for me is hating the characters as it goes on. Yes. Like, that never happens. In most Mm. shows, the more you watch a show, the more you like a character. Right. You know, for the most part, like, some people are like, oh, keep watching The Witcher. Keep watching The Expanse. You know, the characters really come into their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they become their own people or whatever. And this, not at all. Mm. I hate them all. <laughs> all of them are terrible All people. of them. Chase is busy calling every woman fat and gross. Yep. Then you have Foreman who, well, you know, he's not bad. He's not bad, but he's always but he treated like the dummy. he hates homeless people. Oh, my and God. And he's always treated like the dummy. He's always, like, the, 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 the classic setup for the show is, mm-hmm. uh, it starts with a cold open of some sort, someone gets sick. Yeah. Foreman is the first one to give like a diagnosis, and he's always wrong. Always, I'm like, you would be fired if you were this wrong this often. All the time. Now, speaking of wrong, we'll get to house in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but then you have Dr. Cameron, who she's fine at first. Great now name. she's Great name. so pathetically gross. Yeah, I want to rip my skin they, off. They've shoehorned a possible romance yeah they're making cameron house. desperate for house and like, this man who's like 40 years her senior right i don't think he's that much older who's but. an a-hole just oh any the, woman the attracted to this kind of man is damaged <laughs> not even is a horrible human being because like there's no redeeming quality the only Nothing. thing that they ever redeem about him is that he is smart, I guess, but he always almost kills people Always, 90% he's, of the show. He's wrong most of the show up until the very end when he finally gets it right. You get 40 minutes into the show of him nearly killing people, mm-hmm. and then he finally stumbles on the answer, and everyone's like, you're brilliant. You're a genius. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I could just poke my hand into a little medical textbook yeah. and be like, this is the right answer, <laughs> and be just as right as he is and, and, all the time. And he's always so so condescending mm-hmm. to all the other mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so he and basically what goes on is he like nearly kills everybody yeah. <laughs> while being a jerk the whole time. The whole time. And then he stumbles on it. And then the whole thing is he thinks everybody lies, which we talked about yeah. in the podcast. And then he starts lying all the time. He lies. But then it turns out like if he had just listened to the patient yeah. and not assumed they were lying, yeah. he would have come up with the solution a lot faster. A lot quicker. But he has no interest in listening to None. anyone. So there's no redeeming quality. The only thing that they, the show keeps trying to push on us mm-hmm. is that he is apparently very attractive. Like women just, just fling themselves. They're like, you want to sign my bra? <laughs> You got a good note on that one. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but and we we you and I had a private conversation about this this week. We're not criticizing. He's not an unattractive person. No, no, he's a, he's a fine looking man. But he's not throw your panties at he's him. He's not Bradley tr- James. He's not Bradley James <laughs> or any other like person you would think of as a heartthrob. He's right. not 
a George Clooney in the, you know. Sure. Oh, you know, everyone thought okay. George Clooney was. I'm not. Okay. I'm not attracted to him, really. Okay. But he's a fine-looking man, too. He's a fine, probably better looking than Hugh Laurie. Well, I don't know. Maybe then, he's in but, the eye of the but beholder, then, but, honey. Then, but then again, so he's like a fine-looking person. Yeah. With a terrible personality. Yeah. For me, personality makes the attraction happen. Exactly. Uh, because, you know, I look at naked models all day, every day. Yeah. That's my job. That's your job. So the body has no meaning for me. Right. Neither does the face. Yeah. So it really comes down to personality. <laughs> does that sound me. insulting to you? <laughs> I'm just painting a picture of what our listeners <laughs> must assume I look like based okay. on that. Okay, not based on your personality. <laughs> I saw you across the quad and thought you were sexy as shit. And that's why I went to hit on you. There we go. So there you go. <laughs> I just see myself. And like then a you ended up having. <laughs> then you ended up having a great personality, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah I'm okay, nailing this there, shit there, down." There, there we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. No, you are a very, very fun-looking man. Do you think they bought it? <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, so the show is awful. But yeah, if for me, it's all about uh, personality mm-hmm. for these strangers that I don't yeah. know. And you said, and you said, like you don't like any of the characters. Mm-hmm. And the only time House started being sympathetic in this first season, anyway, mm-hmm. is when they brought in a guy who was worse than House. Yeah, like they brought in a guy named Volger, who's the uh, head of the. He becomes chairman of the board chairman because the he board. donates a hundred million dollars. Yeah, he becomes chairman of the board, and he doesn't like House, and he's being kind of unreasonable. Right. But like, even with people trying to protect House under this guy, mm-hmm. like they're doing ridiculous things too. Uh. They're like, you know, it, it, so. So, like, by default, they don't change House's personality. They just put him against someone who's worse. Like, like who who would you rather hang out with, House or Hitler? Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's what they did. Yeah, and, and then they get rid of him, and then it's, like, it's right back to House being oh, terrible. Oh, the worst. Yeah, and then you have, but you have other other doctors. You have Wilson, mm. who is just, like. A, He's disgusting. He, he disgusts <laughs> me. He disgusts me in a way I can't describe. Yeah. Anyways. It's the characters, guys, not the actors. The actors, they're fine. They're, they're fine. fine. They're, they're doing their job. They're doing. This their, is this is what they do. They're doing the Lord's it's, work. It's <laughs> it's the characters. It's yeah. how they're written. They're horrible. It's very, horrible human beings. It very much feels of that era, that mid aughts era. Again, when uh, we talked about like douche chic, right? La- last. That's true. Like, Johnny Glades. And, yeah, and there yeah. was and there was still a lot of sexism going on mm-hmm. and, and um, racism going on. Yeah, quite a lot. Yeah, quite a lot. Under the guise of being progressive, yeah, but yet still very, very much, very not. much still embedded in the mm-hmm. DNA of the show. Right, right, right. Anyway, do you want to talk about Sex in the City? Ugh, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of a product of its. Oh time. my God, dated. Ugh. Ugh. All right, you want to give us a show synopsis? Oh yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was reading mine. <laughs> Your notes are like garbage. Garbage. So skeezy. Okay. Four female New Yorkers gossip about their sex lives, or lack thereof, (laughs) and find new ways to deal with being a woman in the late 1990s. Wow. Yeah, late 1990s, seeing those Twin Towers, like, right off the bat. Oh, wow. That was, wow. That was jarring. That was really jarring. You know, another thing that was very jarring for me Mm. during the course of this show was the amount of smoking that the main characters were doing. Well, I know eventually she quits. Well, that's good. But I mean, like, but mm-hmm. I just, I'm not used to. But there to, is a lot of smoking, yeah. I'm not used to seeing 
like your protagonist mm-hmm. smoke anymore. Like that yeah. scene. That's Honestly, a... I thought it was refreshing though. I was like, oh look at that, she's smoking. Yeah, in, in a restaurant. In like, a not restaurant, being, yeah. Like, forced to go outside yeah. or anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it was weird seeing like just like that tendril of smoke. Yeah. Coming up from the from like the table and mm-hmm. stuff. I'm like. Nowadays, if you see a character smoke, they're, like, generally European or a terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. so it was very weird to, like, it was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not necessarily a bad person. I was like, she look, it's a product of its time. Yeah. Definitely. How do you know she stopped smoking? You watched a lot of this. No. No, I have not. <laughs> but I had friends who did. And they would tell you, they were like, so, <laughs> yeah. last night, yeah. Carrie stopped smoking. Basically. Wow. Good app. Uh, <laughs> what are you? Why don't you give us this Eps app synopsis? This Ep 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 Ep. The, the EpiPen synopsis. Back when she's a redhead instead of a blonde. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that was weird, right? Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, a lot of weird stuff. Okay. Columnist Carrie Bradshaw introduces her narrative style by a short story about a British girl who thought the Manhattan Manor would be the same. What? What? I don't. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Obviously, Carrie didn't write the synopsis. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) I guess she thought love would be the same in the same cities because they should be because they are. Love is love is love is love. She's from England in London. Mm -hmm. She just figured, like, it would be the same way in New York and... Apparently, like because apparently doesn't... men in London aren't assholes. Yeah, but but, appar- <laughs> but that's assuming. Bullshit. But apparently, that's assuming that she was very successful in love yeah. in London. Yeah, and it made sense in London that she came to New York and it totally didn't make sense. But then, if that's the case, then she probably wouldn't be single. <laughs> A- anyway, I hate this show. All right, let me finish off the synopsis. It's a long one. Characters and extras on screen do some of the philosophizing about modern sex life and the life of both sexes she usually does off screen in her column style. I'm pretty sure Carrie did write this. Yeah, uh, this is makes very about, confusing. Makes about, <laughs> makes about as much sense as any of the gibberish she was writing. As a sexual anthropologist. Oh, I had, so, I had stuff to say <laughs> about that. We both looked at each other and immediately started writing. <laughs> she, she describes herself as a sexual anthropologist. And both Aaron and I like ran to our notepads to be like, oh... <laughs> okay, Dr. Ruth. Among the main cast of our four best friends, PR executive Samantha bluntly stands for sex without relational crap. Golden Spoon Wasp Charlotte for the fairy tale romantic ideal. What's a golden spoon? Or a silver she's, spoon? She's rich, maybe. Okay. Right? Is it golden spoon better than a silver spoon? Well, you can't eat with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> While sensitive flirt Carrie herself and stuck-up pragmatic lawyer Miranda seek a middle way. She's stuck up. The middle ground. I didn't think she was stuck up. I didn't think she up. was stuck up. I think I she was just, like, bored with all the schizos. I didn't get Carrie was a sensitive flirt, either. I didn't that's either. That's not what she was doing. No, she, that's not it. A flirt feels... Yeah. Actually, I, I gotta figure out who everyone is. Okay. I think Samantha comes off as the biggest... Flirt. She's the right. blonde who smokes the cigar and invites Mr. Big to like do it down in the basement of yeah, yeah, yeah. chaos. And then Charlotte, I guess she wants the fairy tale romantic ideal. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of our episode is just gonna be us <laughs> <laughs> deciphering the synopsis if it's true or not. Yeah, but I don't see Carrie as a sensitive flirt for sure. I don't, well, I don't know, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know what I just watched. I don't relate to any of these people. Oh, well, that's a good question because I was going to ask 
what character are you? I don't because like, know. isn't that like a big thing? Like how like Harry Potter fans try to figure out what house they are. Like Sex and the City fans. Oh, like, right. You're a Miranda, you're a Samantha. Mm. What, what would you consider? Well, yourself? my older sister Leah loved this show. Okay. Yeah. Let's just let's just put <laughs> that out on the table. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but what are you? Well, according to her, uh huh. I'm Miranda. Miranda is the middle way pragmatic and stuck up. Yeah. I don't see that. I don't know. She thought herself Carrie. Oh, of course. (laughs) Of course she did. She thought Sandy was the slutty Samantha and Carolyn was the... Oh, guys, I have three other sisters. Yeah. And Carolyn was uh, the the, Charlotte uh, chick. Charlotte Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess she was just like... I mean, like, if there's four of you, I guess y'all right. have to fit some somewhere in her mind. Whatever. Anyway, this, let's get to it, because we're 16 minutes in, and I haven't even told you who's starring in this movie Oh, yet, right. Who stars in this dumb turd of a show? We got Sarah Jessica Parker as Carrie Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. She was in Flight of the Navigator, and yeah. girls just want to have fun. Oh. A couple of 80s classics for yeah. you. Yeah. And uh, what was the other one that she did with Matthew Broderick? The one with the monkeys that smoke cigarettes? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's Project X, I want to say. Okay. It's a good movie. Okay, sure. <laughs> sure. Oh, I would rather watch the Monkeys Smoking Cigarettes movie than the Carrie Bradshaw Smoking Cigarettes show. Yeah, I agree. Hey, but fortunately, this was only 24 minutes long, so that was that great. Was, that was an amazing moment. Oh, my God. This suddenly turned it around for me. Because we were like, I, I asked you, I was like, can you pause it to see how much longer yeah. we were? Because I was afraid this was going to be another hour and a half situation. Because. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I wouldn't have blamed it for being an right. hour and a half. Most pilots are. And it was it was uh, 29 minutes, and we were yeah. at 24, and we were yeah. like, <gasps> oh, my God. Light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah. We have Kim Cattrall as Samantha Jones. She was in the classic Big Trouble in Little China and Mannequin. Um, I know how to say it. Mannequin. Mannequin. We had Kristen Davis as Charlotte York. She was in the classic Night Before Christmas with, uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, God, we did her, did the Princess Switch girl. What's her name? Um, oh, who cares? Sorry. Who cares? And she was in uh, <laughs> Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Nice. Uh, Cynthia Nixon as Miranda Hobbs. She was in Hannibal, The Young Riders, and um, tried to be governor of New York. Oh, recently. that's right. She was in The Young Riders. Hey, now there's a Western I can get behind. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Love uh, the young riders. The young riders is nice, a, impressionable young girl. All those little sexy cowboys wandering around. Yeah, I, know, I can get behind that. I don't know how many people know of the young riders because you introduced me to the young riders. Yeah, I loved it. This was like a late '80s, early '90s mm. Pony Express show. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic. And it had like the creme de la creme. Yeah, there's of Wild Bill Hickok. He was my favorite. Then you have uh, uh, well, that was James. Josh Brolin. Yeah, it was Josh Brolin, yeah. Yeah, and then you had Stephen Baldwin was yeah. in it. Yeah, and... he was he was Cody. Yeah. And uh let me see here. There was Ike. I loved Ike. He was the uh, mute kid in it. Yeah. And then there was uh Anthony Zerby was Anthony in it. Anthony Zerby was great in it. And then there was also like a, a female cowgirl who was yeah. also a badass. She was pretty great too. And then there was... Was she like Annie Oakley or something like no, that? No, no, no. She was her she own She wasn't thing. like a real person. Or, or, I mean, she might have been a real person, but not one of the famous real right, people. Right, right, yeah. right. Right, right. It was it, so much fun. It's a lot of fun, actually. It was you, so much yeah, fun. Yeah, you introduced it. It came out probably around the time like Young Guns came out. Yeah, theaters. I think so, And yeah. I think it was like 
the yeah. PG-13 television version mm-hmm. of Young Guns. So yeah. it, it's pretty good, I have to admit. Love it. Uh, this uh, Sex in the City, however, was released June 8th. I wonder 19- if it holds up. Probably not. I don't know. June 8th, 1998, the number one song was The Boy Is Mine by Brandy and Monica. <laughs> I hated that song so much. I, I have a little parent parenthesis here that says, I can't imagine you approve of this song. <laughs> <laughs> you would be right. A whole song about two women uh, fighting, fighting over, over a man. Ugh. Ugh. But remember the video at the end that they, like, team up and they slam the door in his face? That's... Isn't that... Whatever. Isn't that empowerment? No, it's not. <laughs> we just spent, like... We lot. just spent four minutes arguing over this bastard. <laughs> yeah. Not worthy. And uh, the number one movie was The Truman Show. And mm. I just found out... That uh, sex trafficking representative Matt Getz, allegedly from Florida, the Truman Show was filmed in his house in Florida. Ew, he has a weird. I hope he goes to jail very, very soon. Yeah, but but like yeah, I just found that mm. out recently. I was like, that's a weird, odd, random bit yeah. of thing that happened. That's weird. <laughs> so anytime you watch uh, the Truman Show, just know you're looking at his house. Gross. <laughs> so what are your predictions for Sex and the City? Expectations. See title. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. Nailed it. Well, I mean, we saw boobs right away. Nailed it. I was like, hey, this show is delivering on its title. There's sex. Sex and there's a city. And there's a city. (laughs) Perfect. Nailed it. I said, I don't know. (laughs) I said, I may have seen some episodes, but I couldn't swear to that. Okay. Uh, Do they just have sex or try to have sex with people? (laughs) <laughs> and then do they talk about it? I think this. I said I think the city is the fifth character. Though. <laughs> All right. Do you think the city is desperate for sex too? Probably. Okay. Everybody is in this show. Oh my god. All right. So before we get into that, no, no, no. They're not desperate for sex. Sex is easy to come by. They're desperate for the romance with the sex. Yeah, they're desperate for the romance for this. Yeah. Thing. I think, honestly, of the four of them, I think Samantha has it. She's nailed it. She Because she's... Like, she gets it. She's self-actualized. She's yeah. not trying for anything. Mm-hmm. She's just out there having fun, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. And doing her own thing. Where the other three seem to be obsessed. Obsessed. With, I think... With a relationship. I think the obsession over, like, finding love yeah. is, in a way... Weirder than an obsession over having sex. I think what pisses me off the most about this isn't the fact that they're desperate for a relationship. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that they're all high-powered, very capable, and desperate for a relationship. Right, yes. That, to me, those don't don't mesh. Yeah. Those don't mesh. Yeah. Because women who are that capable and that empowered... Would be... They're not desperate for a relationship at all. They're they're running their own lives. They own themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So it it was very confusing to me to watch these women just be so desperate to get a man. Yeah, and it, kinda, it was disturbing. It kind of almost feels like self defeating. Yeah. Like I I don't I don't I don't know I don't know how to describe that. Maybe I'm not the best person to I, try. I, I, I don't think know. I think I have problems uh, relating to wanting a relationship because I've never actually wanted one. Yeah. You, you, so, you tell me that every day. Well, you happened along. You were <laughs> ow, like, ow, ow, sorry. Is my heart arm. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You happened along See? like Prince Philip. <laughs> yes, of course. And and I couldn't, I couldn't reject that. Yeah, I, know. I know. So I was like, I'm sorry. You're my Prince Philip. This is how it's going to be. Sexy. And that's a good personality. I own you now, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think one of my issues with it is, okay, they, they, none of the characters are having trouble 
with their sex lives mm-hmm. necessarily. Like, if they want sex, they can get sex. Yeah. But, like, they seem to overlook the fact that they have very strong relationships with one another. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so, I mean, like, it's not a romantic relationship necessarily. Right. But it's like they're not lacking in a relationship It's like either. they're giving in to societal pressures. Yeah. And I think maybe that's what I have the most problem with. Yeah. Is because they've overcome all of that garbage. That's why, what makes them successful. And then it's like... Redu- that's why they're successful. It's very reductive to be like... It is. It, it diminishes their success. success. Yes. To that's be like, why I don't to like, be like it. Yeah, I do run this museum mm-hmm. and I'm in my mid-30s, which everybody is like... There, it was so weird to me that they were still using like thirty something mm-hmm. as like that was like a bad thing. I'm like, that's right. not even like no, that's 30s not even a thing is, anymore. Is young mm-hmm. still, you know, like. Mm-hmm. But they were acting like your life's almost over if yep. you're in your thirties. Like mm-hmm. that's where we're at with their head spaces. Yeah, and it just seemed. Um, and then they did happen to choose the skeeziest men around. Well, and that's what I was going to ask. The okay. skeeziest, the worst kind of men. Like, okay. I'm a self-proclaimed man-hater. This is who I am. Yes. I've always been that way. There are exceptions mm-hmm. to every rule, of course, like right. you and my boys. Right, right, right. And, you know, I've had a few male friends. Right, right, right. But. No, but these were like the worst These of the worst. are horrible men. There was nothing attractive about anything. Nothing. Like, I mean, like physically attractive. Like, uh, like No, not even. Like, no, that's what I'm saying. Like physically attractive. Mm-hmm. I thought they were very 90s looking. <laughs> um, so I couldn't even be like. I'm like, well, he's an asshole, but I can see he's hot, like, or something like that. Uh, none of them were, like, right. transcended, like, being attracted to someone and, like... They were just so okay. skeezy. And, but, like, even, like, the good, the quote-unquote mm-hmm. good guy who's right. Skippy or something. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that guy. I mean, he was nice guy trade TM. Oh, like, which is the worst kind. And he... The worst kind is the trademark nice guy in quotes. Yeah. And, like, it, it was it was that, oh, my God, that, like, the guy who would use the word friend zone unironically. Yeah. And he's with Carrie, apparently they're friends, and he's like, the main problem is I'm just too much of a nice guy. No. And then he's like, can you set me up with one of your friends? And she's like, no, I don't think so, mm-hmm. because they're older than you, even yeah. though he is like, Ugh. like greasy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks Maybe like, she was protecting her girlfriends. Yeah, I, I, but you know she doesn't, though. But she doesn't, but she does because not. she does end up setting them up. She does send him up, and yeah. he's like, women don't like nice guys, so don't tell your friend I'm a nice guy. Essentially saying, I'm going to act like a cad. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, are you really going to set... Okay, I'm going to set my best friend up mm-hmm. with this guy who I know is going to treat her like garbage. Yeah, exactly. But, like, his like plan, how his horrible pl- of a his, friend are you? His plan is mm-hmm. to treat her like trash. Yeah. To get into her pants. Exactly. And then at the end, Miranda... Yes. <laughs> she kind of is like, you're a nice guy, see you later. And she gives him a kiss on the cheek and he grabs her. Yeah, and then she's all like, oh yeah, let's do it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. He pushes her against the wall and starts like very awkwardly kissing her. Right. And yeah, I'm like, no, 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 no. And then no, she's no. into it. And I'm like, what kind of mess? I'm like, is this... Here's a big question. I mean, I'm sure women have had terrible relationships. Men have been terrible forever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But 100% the, true. But the popularity of this show, did it set a weird expectation for women to tolerate that kind of behavior? Like, yeah, this I think is so. Nor- this yeah. is normal and this yeah. is okay? Yeah. Because, like, basically the show is, is basically, uh, basically, I'm saying basically. Basically, like, basically. Basically, basically, <laughs> this show just said, hey, if you're a nice guy TM, which is a real. Go show, ahead and force yourself on a woman. Go, she'll like that. She'll like it. And so it normalizes that behavior. Because they're not nice guys. That's the thing. They hide behind this facade of being a nice guy, which is why no women like nice guys, because you're fake. 
Exactly. Well, that and that's what I've always said about like jerks. Like, mm-hmm. if you if you're a, nice, a jerk, will tell you up front what they are. There's nothing you know hidden. exactly what to expect. There's nothing hidden. There. Nothing hidden. A nice guy is a damn serial killer. <laughs> you have no idea what's happening behind exactly. that facade. What you need to be is a nice guy, but you also, but that's baseline. a legitimate nice guy. Nice guy, not a fake one that you're like, oh, I'm just so nice to women and no women want me. No, 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 no. You're wanting their fucking body. Because you're just being their friend in yeah. order to have sex with them. Exactly. Whereas the asshole is like, I just want to have sex with you. Yeah. At there's least... something up front. We know what's happening. We know what to expect. We know how to fight it. Yeah. There's a manipulation with the mm-hmm. nice guy. And first exactly. of all, a nice guy, and mm-hmm. I've said this for years, nice guy is fucking baseline. Yeah, Just for sure. Just being a nice guy <laughs> is not enough. No, that you, is not a triumph. That's not like, oh, you managed to not kick puppies on a daily basis? <laughs> Good fucking for you. Good for you for not being just a garbage person. <laughs> so that, you don't get an award for being yeah. a nice person. Yeah, exactly. Now, if you want to like maybe be attractive to, mm-hmm. to people, mm-hmm. get some fucking interests. Go Seriously. out there. Like, yeah. Have something going on for you. Mm-hmm. And whatever it is, go pursue that thing that you like. Exactly. If you like mountain climbing, mm-hmm. go mountain climb. And guess what? You're going to meet other mountain climbers. Oh, yeah. And they're going to be attracted to you because you're into the same thing. Exactly. And, like, and if you're just a baseline decent person, yeah. that's good. Hell, you could go to, to a Pokemon tournament and have the same interaction. Yeah. Because because you're into the same thing. And this is why I've always been against like clubs, mm-hmm. which they go to in this show. And it gets bars and stuff. Clubs and bars are a terrible place to meet somebody. Because you're throwing in a whole bunch of different personalities Mm -hmm. who are just there to meet each other. But it's like... To have sex. Basically, you got a group of people... You don't go to a club to meet your wife. Exactly. Or your husband. You go to a club to have sex. You're less likely to find someone that you have something in common with when you're in a melting pot of different Mm -hmm. uh, personalities. Exactly. You can be attracted to someone physically, Mm -hmm. but the likelihood you're going to find someone who's also into Pokemon tournaments is maybe there, but like... (laughs) Probably not. Not as much as if you go to like a Pokemon tournament. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Like, I found you on a library at college. I knew what I was doing. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Knew what I wanted. (laughs) So... um, (laughs) So, I guess before we keep going, do you want to do this quiz that I found? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do this quiz. <laughs> or do you want to save it for the end? No, let's do this quiz. Okay. So, this is a quiz from Slang City. Oh, nice. It is a vintage, old-timey slang mm. regarding sex. Okay. And we're going to see how well you do. I think it's about 10 questions. Right, right. So, number one. Yeah. Or A. <laughs> In the 1950s, if a girl was pregnant, mm-hmm. she either had a sock hop a bun in the oven, or a chicken in the pot. Well, since sock cops were a real thing, I'd go with a bun in the oven. <laughs> yeah, I never had a chicken in the pot. That's Neither have I. All right. Nice job. Yeah. A chicken in the pot was a 1928 campaign slogan attributed to Herbert Hoover. <laughs> really? I what guess, does that mean? Oh, I think it was like uh, because of, um, it was around the time. The Dust Bowl, maybe? Yeah. And he was offering food? Herbert Hoover, the the American needs to stop electing 
businessmen because okay. they're, they're terrible for the economy. Yeah. And basically, Herbert Hoover was a businessman, and under him was when the Great Depression happened. Oh, side tangent. Yeah. Businessman. Chris Noth is apparently the next Donald Trump oh my in God. this show. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was God. saving that, actually. I was saving that. <laughs> I was saving that little <laughs> nugget because they seem attracted to that. Yeah, which made me want to barf. And there were moments where Chris Noth almost seemed to be doing a Donald Trump yeah. impression. Like, oh, it made my skin crawl. The like vocal inflections mm-hmm. of some of the things he yeah. was saying, the way he was dressed. Yeah, like he didn't have a red tie; he had a big gold tie. That oh, was just it very was gross. Trumpian. Oh, it was gross, guys. It was gross. I was, I couldn't. It was mm-hmm. like I was like, oh my god. So I, the one thing I do know about Sex in the City is Mr. Big is like the the ultimate right goal. <laughs> for the show. Apparently. He's the end boss oh, of this whole show. Please no, please and, no. And I was like, oh my God. And it was like a Donald Trump yeah, type surrogate. Person. Yeah. Like, it was disgusting. It was really gross. It was really disgusting. Um, Talk about a turn off. Uh, but, but to go to chicken in every pot, I think that was uh, because uh, if you reelect me, everyone's going to have enough food to eat oh, kind right, of thing. Right. So, hey, that's a good campaign promise yeah, when you're starving. Yeah, but he also had Hoover Towns where, yeah. you know, so yeah. not great. Yeah, not great. Some people think this American synonym for prostitute came from the name of a Civil War general. Hmm. Others think it came from an area in New York once heavily visited by sailors. Okay. What's the word? Slattern, quiff, hooker. Well, uh, hooker, but I think slattern is one too. Oh, they all are, but they're looking for the specific American one. I think uh, slattern and quiff are both British. Oh, well, then I'm going hooker. Yeah. <laughs> you just knocked out the other two. I've never heard of a quiff. Yeah, it says uh, hooker is the prostitute synonym with mysterious origins. I always heard hooker, too. Yeah. I had heard that he allowed prostitutes into his camp or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It says slattern and quiff are also old-fashioned terms for prostitutes. Well, I knew that about a slattern, but I didn't know. What's a quiff? How do you get from there? <laughs> I don't know. I what don't... is that? What's the etymology of quiff? Yeah, what's quiff? I don't know. Someone just wanted to make... I've never heard that term used for prostitution, ever. Maybe it's just someone else who wanted to make another word with Q. <laughs> I heard this a long time ago, and this may be apocryphal. Okay. But the word quiz, I, le- I heard somewhere. Someone do the, the research. But <laughs> the word quiz was invented in a bar. Okay. Someone bet another person he could invent a new word with the letter Q, because there wasn't that many words right. with the letter Q. Mm. And so like, well, what, what are you going to make it? And he said he made quiz. And what he did was he started vandalizing, I think, England, London, okay. with like, like, what is quiz? <laughs> and like, everyone was like, what is quiz? And that's how it got its name, too, because ah. it's also like what you do in a Weird. quiz. It's like a question. So Okay. I don't know. Uh, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't know if that's true. As well, I say, that's the dumbest thing I've heard in the past 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, since we've been in this studio. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest thing I've heard was watching Sex in the City this morning. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and, and like I said, take that with a grain of salt. Even as I'm saying it out loud, it doesn't sound quite mm, <laughs> legit. kosher. Okay. All right, here we go. Which of the following quotes attributed to sexy 1930s comedian Mae West is not about a penis? Oh, no. So at least two of these are about penises. Don't let a man put anything o- over on you except an umbrella. What, am I going to hold my penis over you? <laughs> I'm going to slap you with my penis right in your face. I wouldn't touch you if you had a 10-foot pole. 
Oh, I is use a, that one all the time. Is a 10-foot pole a dick? Oh, my God. I use that one all the time. Is that a dick thing? I thought it was a literal, like, I thought it was pole. a literal pole. Like, I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. A hard man is good to find. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is not about a penis? They could all be They're about all it. about penises. Well, I would go with the umbrella one because, again, the logistics of holding a, a, <laughs> a penis, a penis over you. It <laughs> seems weird. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go with that one. But I didn't know that one about the 10-foot pole. Nice job. So the 10-foot pole is about a dick. Oh, my God. I had no idea. I've been using a dick reference. She's saying, I wouldn't touch you even if you had a huge dick. Oh, wow. Really? Really? We learned something new. Wow. This podcast is educational. We should put this (laughs) podcast under educational. Don't let a man put anything over you except an umbrella. Umbrella means don't let a man fool you. Right, the right. The other two are sexual. Wow. wow. Crazy. I've been using a dick reference and had no idea because I say that shit all the time. We've all been using dick references. Wow. I Yeah, I literally thought it meant like stay 10 I literally away, would not will, touch you with a 10-foot pole. I wouldn't pole. touch yeah. you with this object yeah. because I hate you so much. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Which of the following old school expressions is about birth control? <laughs> a French postcard, a French letter, a French leave. I have no idea. Apparently they're all French. Yeah, well, you know how the French are. Mm, those bastards. <laughs> Just lost all our French listeners right there. Yeah. Uh, I'm part French. I'm good with this. <laughs> I'm Canadian, so. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> we'll give a guess. French postcard with French letter. French leave. Okay, and this is about birth control? Yes. Uh, French leave. That's the one I was going for, but yeah. I feel like it might be about abortion. I feel like it might be postcard. Let's see. No, French letter. Oh, wow. Okay. A French letter was a condom. Oh, because it wraps it. Okay. Uh, in the 1800s, French postcards were early soft pornography, <laughs> usually photos of nude women. To take French leave in the 18th century was to go AWOL, absent from military, because French, oh, right, right. okay. the French were considered cowards, even though... Even though we're super powerful, yeah. Well, cowards. And that was another thing I read a long time ago. Like the, G- Germany is always considered this great military power, mm-hmm. but they always lose. Always. The French are always considered like cowards, but they actually... Always like, win. They <laughs> have always been very successful yeah. like in a military sense. Do you want a party? Mm. That's what sex workers. Oh wait, do you want a party? Mm. That's what sex workers say today to attract customers without getting in trouble with the police. What did Victorian prostitutes say? You want to see my ankles? Looking for some rum punch? Ew! Uh, oh, oh that has STDs written all over it. Are you good natured, dear? Why? Why is she a gross chick? Why? Why not a gross dude? They're male prostitutes. Why are you Bob's being? Why uncle. are you being so sexist? <laughs> Bob's your uncle. Ew. So, looking for rum punch, are you good-natured, dear? Bob's your uncle. Are you good-natured, that, dear? That was, that was where I was going to go. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. Victorian prostitutes asked potential customers, are you good-natured? Bob's your uncle is an Australian expression that means everything's fine. Right. Looking for rum punch might have been a more appropriate question for a Victorian bartender. So it's just, Right, because it's rum punch. Yeah, it's a rum um, punch. So it means nothing. Just a literal drink. Yeah. But it feels like it's STDs. Yeah. <laughs> Which woman's name was a derogatory word for a gay man in 1890? Oh. Nancy, Betty, Paulette. Nancy. I say Nancy. Well, Nancy boy. But, like, didn't we learn that, like, homosexual 
homosexuality really wasn't a thing until like the 20th century or the term homosexual, I guess. Yeah, the term term wasn't. So they would have to have come up with other terms. Yeah. And it was not trying to apply that homosexuality. (laughs) No, it's been around since the dawn of time. But I mean, like we we talked about on the show, like Mm -hmm. it's been around forever, but like it wasn't like. Yeah, the term homosexuality wasn't a a coined term, a dictionary term. Until the 20th century. Yeah. Nancy, yes, gay men in the gay nineties, eighteen nineties, were called Nancy as an insult. Mm-hmm. I think um, actually that's something Andrew Jackson used to call James Buchanan. Yeah, he, he called him Aunt Nancy too. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that's right. Which unpleasant condition were soldiers in World War II most likely to pick up from prostitutes? STD, syphilis, <laughs> syphilis, chlamydia, herpes, the HPV, re- AIDS. The per- the red paint? Ew. The moaning minis? Oh. Or the clap? Or the pustules. <laughs> uh, the clap. The clap, yeah. Yep, is sexually transmitted disease, gonorrhea. Ew, but think about it. Red paint. Oh, that's an even worse term than the clap. <laughs> red paint is an old military slang for ketchup. What? That sounds like the so grossest gross. STD ever. And a moaning, red paint. And a moaning mini, wa- mini was a kind of screaming bomb in World War II, so you'd hear it yeah. coming down on you. Like, oh no, there's a moaning mini. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Got like three more. These days, Snoop Dogg calls some women hoes, but Shakespeare would have called such females tarts, ladies of the evening, or strumpets. Probably strumpets. Ladies of the evening is an actual thing. It is a courtesan. And tarts is an actual thing, too. Yeah. But yes. strumpets. Yep. Shakespeare calls whores strumpets yeah. in over a dozen plays. Mm. Tart was a Victorian word for prostitute, yeah. so that was after his time. Yep. While the synonym lady of the evening came along in the early 20th century. Yeah. Which of the following activities for couples was popular with swingers in the 1970s? Key parties. You got it. <laughs> uh, key parties versus swinging uh, couples. Women chose sex partners for the evening. Eyes wide shut parties. Pole. We know how this. Uh, a necktie party is a hanging, like a lynching. Yeah, yeah, I know what a necktie is. And a stag party is uh, like a fur. Um, you pull the tongue out through the neck, and that gives them a necktie. That's gross. Yeah. Uh, in polite terms, a 19th century lesbian would have been called. So, so it's polite. It's polite <laughs> to <laughs> call them this. Okay, sure. <laughs> I like that. Sure. I like the question. Sure. Answers. A bloomer, a sapphist. Lesbians did not exist in the 19th century. <laughs> Lesbians didn't exist in the 19th century. Nailed it. <laughs> okay. No, I, probably a sapphist would probably yeah. be the polite Because term. of Sappho. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice jobs. Uh, sapphist after Greek poet Sappho, who lived in the island of Lesbos mm-hmm. in the 6th century BC. Bloomers wore short baggy pants worn yeah. by the 19th century. They were Feminists underwear. for more comfort. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and they did not even deign to right. say that... Um, <laughs> Lesbians <laughs> didn't exist. Exactly. So anyway, back to Sex in the City. All right. Nice, nice break. Nice break. You, you got ninety percent of those right. Yeah. So we did good. Yeah, we, we did, did good. We, we did, did good. Really good. Yeah. Apparently, and those we, terms still exist. Yeah, and we and we learned a lot. Yeah, what did we learn? <laughs> that we still don't know what a quiff is. Yeah, we got or how the, that word came around. Yeah, that's a weird one. <laughs> I've never heard that term before. So about Sex in the City. Yeah. About so, this show. About this show. I, one of the things I had a, a, an issue with with this show mm. was also it seemed more marketed to a certain type of New Yorker. Okay. Because, like, in her initial story about the British woman who comes to New York, 
Mm. And she meets this 42-year-old. They all, they're wealthy. Yeah, and she says, in typical New York fashion. You meet they, at a gallery. They met at a gallery opening. Yeah. And I'm like, is that really typical of <sighs> all New Yorkers? Or is it just typical of maybe a certain level of New certain Yorker? Echelon. And I'm not, And I'm not saying that, like, you know, if you're not of a certain class, right. you can't enjoy art. Obviously, that's stupid. Yeah, obviously. But I mean, like, that seems like a very elitist thing to, yeah. to say. Right. Like, you're not New York unless you're meeting people at gallery Well, it's openings. kind of weird you would go with that because I remember um, some of my redneck friends, uh-huh. Virginia, loved the show. Right. Loved it. Loved it. So I'm not really sure if the elitism appealed to them or not. Or is it just supposed to be, like, aspirational? Like, uh, they're, like, the princesses of New York. Like, maybe. I wish I lived in New York and had I a think for women back in the day or... to say that they liked sex in the city uh-huh. was kind of one of those subtle things that said, I like having sex. Okay. So it was kind of empowering, I think. Y- yeah. At that time. Do you know, dear? Like yeah, are you good natured? <laughs> are you good natured? Are you good natured? I like sex in the uh, city, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you it. like the sex, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> but no. yeah, I think it was an em- a source of empowerment somehow. I think... At that time, sort of like um, how we feel about Ally McBeal. It didn't make any sense to us. I was about to say this. I was about it to... didn't make any sense to us, but maybe at the time, time it was empowering. I think we're looking at this wrong. I right. think we're looking at it too much through a modern lens. Right. And if we were to skip to the end of whether I would greenlight this or not, I would say no mm-hmm. now. However, in 1998 or right. 1997, whenever this was filmed. It's still objectifying women. So yeah. the men would obviously say yes. Y- yeah, yeah. Greenlight this. And, and women will uh, maybe it, start having sex more. I it's think, good for men. I think it's unlike anything that was going on at the time right. for women. Yes. There were, there yeah. were, I think there were very few shows that were marketed directly to a female audience right. about sex. Right. Like, I think there were, like... Because I think at the time, Dr. Ruth was a big deal, too. Doc, yeah, probably Dr. Yeah. Ruth was a big thing. I think uh, your other choices for, like, a, a show marketed towards women, mm-hmm. and i way off. I'm just throwing names out here. But, like, Designing Women... Or like Golden Girls, or think I think were shows that were marketed to a predominantly female audience, right. but they weren't necessarily like this, where you okay. have. Although, from what I understand, Golden Girls was really pretty sexual itself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, so I think maybe in the prism of time, like I think it was radically different to have. You have four women who aren't afraid to have sex, and right. like this is the the actual premise of the show is. Sex, which is, isn't, though. It should be love in the city, really. <laughs> yeah, because they're looking for a relationship. They're not having trouble this with sex. This should be desperately seeking man. <laughs> yeah. this That's what this show should be called. Exactly. So, I mean... That maybe, would be more to the point. Maybe the the thing with the show is it's like a, just a transitional show going yeah. from... Uh, not talking about sex to actually talking, talking about, about sex. sex. But they still have to, like... It would be too radical... Mm. To, like, not have them have that, like, I need a man mentality because that's what you've right. been brought up to until 1998 or right. whatever. So to, like, jump people to be like, I can have a good life and not have a man. Just have right. sex because I feel like it. Right. Maybe that was too wide a gulf to jump. So this is, like, again, mm-hmm. like, the, the bridge between those See, two See, but things. that seems to be going backwards because with Cagney and Lacey. Cagney and Lacey was good. Yeah. I think it was Lacey. I always got their name confused. But the one who wasn't married. Okay. She was always having sex with people. That's and I true. don't think it was a relationship-driven sex. Right. 
So I I feel like but sometimes sure was, these but that shows... Wasn't the, but that wasn't the point of Cagney and Lacey. That was just an aspect of Cagney No, that was half the point of Cagney and Lacey. <laughs> because this was, this was directed toward women. Right. Cagney who, and Lacey. Yeah, who also liked women. murder shows. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, women, women were obsessed. Why are women obsessed with, like, murder and stuff? I, I think it's that? a sense of power. Like, it's a kind of a fantasy thing. Really? Cause, like, yeah. Because, like, it, like the, the true crime podcast mm. slash television show, mm-hmm. whatever, that's, that seems to appeal mostly to women. Yeah, it's not really. Well, it's like a morbid curiosity. And I think a, a bit of it, too, is just that little bit of, like, I could do this. And I could get away with this. Wow. <laughs> Look, women are under a lot of strain. I'm not going to correct A you. lot. <laughs> a lot. And it sometimes it feels good to kind of have this, I don't know, maybe it's why I really like killing dragons and, and stuff in video games. It's, well, you like that power trip. Yeah. So maybe it's something having to do with that. And it's about <sighs> figuring out why the world works the way it does. Right. And, and maybe finding ask. that underlying thing if you can find that underlying thing then you can fix everything wrong okay so it's about control and it's about power let let, let me ask you a question because like this just occurred to me okay and i I have no way of answering now keep in mind guys i was raised in a cult and they tried to brainwash me (laughs) right so take my words with a grain of sand but here here's another like this is just something i I thought of literally right now i could be wrong Mm. could it be that those shows appeal to women also because it justify some of like the anxiety a woman might feel mm. because it's like I feel I, I'm not trying to be negative I'm just I, I'm probably not going to word this correctly yeah, speak speak your mind if I feel nervous in mm. public does this like to see like bad things do happen am I paranoid I'm, or am I justified yeah am I mm. paranoid or does this justify my fear oh women have every right to be paranoid right right exactly and it's fully Fully justified. Right. And so then by watching these shows, you learn self-preservation. Preservation. Mm-hmm. Like, this is these are the things I got to look out yeah. for, you know. Uh, well, whatever. smart women are always going to be looking over their shoulder. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm just I'm honestly just trying to figure out why that specific genre seems to appeal to women mm. like more than than men seemingly. I'm sure there's a lot of psychological factors that go into it. Right. Okay. I'm positive of that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure someone's done a study of it. Yeah. It's, speaking about this show, we should actually which we haven't done much of, but it's we're wrapping well, We talked a ton about it early on. We even brought up Donald Trump. Gross. That was gross. We have um, You know what's weird? Yes. We've heard his name discussed in some of these old shows a lot this week. I think it even comes up in in House yeah, his name came up in how? Oh no, no, no! We watched something that was from like the '90s, and they brought it. Oh, we uh, Mystery Science. We were Theater. watching Mystery Science Theater. That's right. What movie was it? Robot Monster or something like that? Yeah, it was something. And it was uh, in the 1990, I think. No, no, no! It was Project Moonbase. Okay. It came out in 19. The the Mystery Science Theater mm-hmm. came out in 1990, 1990, and there was, it was like from a '60s show. Mm-hmm. And there was a picture of a guy. It was like a the the credits were in animated style, mm-hmm. and there was like a Mr. Moneybucks guy kind of in a limo. Yeah. And Joel says, hey, look, it's Donald Trump. Oh, that can't be Donald Trump because he's not helping anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Not, not. No, he said, oh, it can't be Donald Trump because he is helping someone. He or, is helping someone. Or yeah. something like that. Like, yeah. It was, a, it was a very big knock on Donald Trump yeah. in 1990. In 1990. Well, and I remember watching First Wives Club, and I, I love that movie at yeah. the time. I'm, I'm sure it holds no water now. Yeah. But, like, 
Ivanka Trump shows up in it. Oh yeah. And she goes oh, right. she goes, Don't get mad, get everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they knew he was horrible. People have been saying Trump has been horrible since the seventies. Yeah. So it's mind blowing to me that he's somebody's savior now. Yeah, that he's mind blowing. I mean, like he's a savior to a specific type of person. Right? Yeah. But um, one of the things that really was weird about the show, we were talking about how this was like something unlike anything we've ever seen. The structure of the show mm-hmm. where this bugs me. This is a pet peeve of mine. Okay. When you have like something where like you have a narrator in a show mm-hmm. and they use different methods of employing that narration. Mm-hmm. Some of the narration comes from her typing her article and then. Mid typing the article, she'll stop typing, look dead look to camera, dead at you, deadpan stare too, and then she will break the fourth wall and speak mm-hmm. directly to you as an audience. And I always that always annoys me. It's like pick one or the other. Yeah, like either it's all going to be voiceover of her writing, or she's going to Ferris Bueller us, which is really yeah. weird considering she's married to Ferris Bueller. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Maybe that's where she came up with this idea because this was Sarah Jessica Parker's baby. Oh, is it? Yeah. Maybe it is then. Maybe she she did like that aspect of uh, yeah. Ferris Bueller. I, again, I don't think, I think the breaking the fourth wall works sometimes. Mm-hmm. There was like a Christmas movie we watched years ago too that was done the same way mm. where there was voiceover, there was a one-way text conversation, <laughs> and I think she wrote a diary. And right. all of those things were like, and it was like, just pick one of those things <laughs> to give us this exposition right. that you want to give us. Like, don't. don't to give you you a glimpse into your inner world, mm-hmm. just pick one of them. Exactly. Too many is too many. Honestly, watching this show, I, I'm not surprised there aren't more man-haters out there. Because they did not put any men in any good light. No men came off No good. men at all. And uh, speaking as a confirmed man-hater, that seemed really wrong to me. Yeah. Because there are really good men out there. I think I think there should be... Because, like, yeah, the, the way the show is structured, at least this episode, as the synopsis says, mm-hmm. is, like, there's, like, kind of weird intercuts of, like, interviews with men. Yeah, and they're so gross. Every single man in this show is Ugh. gross. And, yeah. like, I don't understand what the appeal of this show is. Like, yeah. I would understand it more if the men were, had something going on for them. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, like, if, at least if they were, like, super hot, <laughs> I would be like, okay, like, you know, I under kind of stand that. Okay. But they're not super hot and they're assholes. Yeah. All of them. All. All of them. All of them. Like. Gentlemen, this does not put you in a good light. Yeah, like... At all. Like, the best... The guy who comes off the best is Mr. Big, and he's our Donald Trump He's our Donald Trump avatar. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that was so disturbing. (laughs) That was so disturbing. My skin crawled, and I wanted to tear it off. Yeah, like... (laughs) <laughs> like, and, and even he comes off a slime ball. Oh, he does. Because, like, uh, what's her name? Oh, so, I remember my older sister Leah being like, oh, he's the greatest. I love Mr. Big. Him and, I'm and his like, big helmet head? <laughs> they were in love with Chris Noe. <laughs> my gosh. And I only knew him because of, I think it was Law & Order. Uh-huh. I think that's the show I was watching with him in it. So that's the only reason why I knew who this guy was. Yeah. <laughs> but I was able to carry on conversations with other women right. mm-hmm. about him. Right, right, right. Because I was like, yeah, I know him from Law and Order. He's a good detective. <laughs> <laughs> the way the men are portrayed in this it is like, it's one of those things that you and I make fun of all the time. Okay. Where, um, oh, was it Charlotte? 
the the art dealer. Yeah, yeah, Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, she is looking. She goes to a man's apartment, mm-hmm. and she has no intention of having sex with this man. Right. And she looks at this piece of art, and she goes, "It's beautiful." And then he's and like, he goes, "So are you? You're not oh, as beautiful as you." Oh, that is the best line ah, that any guy has in this show. Like bleh, that's that's where we're coming bleh, from, and that's the thing you and I make fun of all I the time. I hate that line. Like I <laughs> hate that line. Instead, just be like, "Your ass looks better than that picture." Let's do this thing. And, and then when they don't, <laughs> and then when they don't have sex. He follows her down, and he's like, I got to have sex tonight, so I'm going to a club. So scooch <laughs> over. And he ends up having sex with Samantha. <laughs> yeah. And then, but you laughed one time. You laughed. Did I, was a legit the, laugh the, joke? The, the oral sex scene. Oh, that was hilarious. You okay. did have a, a genuine laugh that, that, that lasted for a little bit. Yeah, that was a genuine laugh, yeah, because he's finished going down on her. Well, we'll set it up. Carrie okay. has run into her ex-boyfriend. She says he's a dick, yeah. but she has amazing sex, sex with him. With him. Mm-hmm. And she wants to try out just having having sex like a man. Yes. Whereas, like, there's no strings, like, I get mine and I leave. Yeah. So, continue. So, so he, he just finishes eating her out or whatever, and she's like, oh, yeah, that was great. And he's like, now it's my turn. She goes, you know what? I'm running late. I gotta go. <laughs> and I just started busting out laughing because, to me, that is really, really funny. That's a that's a power move. That is such a power move. <laughs> And I enjoyed that immensely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. was good. Because, like, for the most part, when you're with these guys who just want sex, they just want you going down on them. Yeah. They, they, would, just, they just want, they want the that, BJ. They want that blowjob. They want the BJ. So it was really nice to see a woman just be like, F- no, I got mine. Bye. Yeah. That was really enjoyable for so, me. So there was that, there was that glimmer of yeah. something decent in there. Yeah, and then she goes, and then it felt bad afterwards because now he just wants to have sex with no strings. And I'm like, oh, now you're bitching about what your power move did? And, and then, she meet, then she runs ah. into Mr. Big and he helps her. He, like This is, again, baseline niceness. Like baseline. She, she, she just gets out of that situation. She goes outside, yeah. she drops her purse. She scattered like her cards and whatever mm-hmm. she has, and he stops to help her pick up her stuff. Yeah, and she's like, "I'm in love with this guy now." <laughs> yeah, because he's just being a decent human being. And if, that's all men need to do. You just need to be decent. I, and again, just what, be decent, and you will be gods. <laughs> and, and that's like it seems to be the message of the show. And this yeah. is why I feel like it's a bad message to be sending out into yeah. the world. Is like this guy who's mother and Trump. Yeah, if Trump just you're was saying decent if he just helped yeah. you i don't think he could get down on his knees to pick anything <laughs> up but like <laughs> if he were to help you pick up your stuff that's enough yeah you've made an entire mm-hmm. the bar is set so low. so low so low if just helping you put stuff back in your purse constitutes a great man yeah j- then that bar is so damn low like it's pathetic and men, you need to step up and be better. Someone described the uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League being mm. better than the Joss Whedon Justice League. They're both garbage. Like, yeah. Well, she said it was like if there was a ditch and the bar fell down into the ditch. <laughs> that's how low the bar is. Like that's like where this show is. Like, yeah. The bar is so low. So low for men. Like so, it doesn't so matter. Low. He's like a piece of. Shit. 
mm-hmm. capitalist asshole, he helped me pick up my business cards off the ground. <laughs> and so now he's like this like mythical god like <laughs> he's he's Herculean. You know, and 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 again, like what I know about the show is that's eventually where the show leads to mm-hmm. is like her marriage to him, I believe. I don't think they ever get together. Do I don't they think. not? I thought no. that was like the whole running thing of the whole show. I, they're always on again, off again because he's a tool. Yeah. <laughs> again, again, the message seems to be mm-hmm. all guys are assholes. Just mm-hmm. find the one that's the least asshole yep. and then stick to him through thick and thin no yep. matter what. No because, matter what. Because it's so important to be with a man that mm-hmm. you just want to find the least bad yeah. man. Oh, it's a horrible message because I know for a fact that there are truly good men out there yeah i mean like you've been saying during the course of this podcast you're a man hater yeah you're not you're just there's i good, am there's good people out there <laughs> uh, all right but obviously the men listening to our podcast are good guys well they're all amazing well no and i'm being honest uh-huh. because no bad man would be able to put up with me on the, this horn Right, uh, you know, know they'd saying. be like, "Oh, she's the worst. She's too opinionated. She's, she's so opinionated. She talks all the time. She interrupts. Right. She's loud and obnoxious, and and you know those are all fine traits. I love them, <laughs> uh, but like good men appreciate it. Would be able to listen to it, yeah, and, and, and even, even and take even something from it. Take something from it, yeah. Or, or even if they don't disagree with everything you say, mm-hmm. it's not like a personal slight against you. Yes, it's like, exactly. And they know I'm not attacking them. Not, not them personally. Exactly. Because that's how I know our listeners are all good men. There you go. Yeah. All right. We want to hear what other people had to say about Sex in the City. Yeah. Okay. Okay. These are a little bit long, but we're going to try to wrap them up pretty quick. This one, the first one's from Tetra Chords. Mm. It says, I'm embarrassed. Embarrassed. <laughs> Is it more than embarrassed? You're actually you're inside w- of embarrassed. You're one letter <laughs> higher than <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> I never watched a show when it first came out. I was what the show made fun of. A mother with two small kids and job. So I didn't have a lot of time for They made TV. fun of housewives? No, they didn't. They wanted to be a housewife. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, I, we've only seen one episode. Well, so according to this one episode, they want to be a housewife. They want to be, like, tied down. Yeah. They want to give up their it success. Doesn't, it doesn't make sense all, all to me. Of the, all of them, except for Samantha, seemingly. Yeah. I kind of am with Samantha. Like, just, like, she's just living her best it. life. Yeah. <laughs> I just... I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Everybody else is so full of, like, anxiety. Yeah. It's like, just relax. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your successes. Enjoy your successes. Exactly. This evening I watched several episodes and I was appalled by the images that were glorified on this show. What? What images? I like sex. I'm not offended by single women enjoying multiple partners. This show isn't about feminism. Mm -hmm. I couldn't care less how much these women indulged themselves. Right. What I found incredibly offensive was the lack of self-sufficiency yes. and the depressing neediness of these yes. women Yes! Yes! Okay, I'm not the only one who saw this. Okay. <laughs> the portrayal of married women as trophy wives, mm. quote-unquote, in one of the episodes about a baby shower begs the question, why did you marry someone who expected you to do nothing but sit at home and pop out puppies? <laughs> I don't get that, but maybe it is just me. Mm. The episode about the fart? Kind of want to watch that one. Yeah. I'm assuming it's about, like, women farting, probably. Uh, Really, uh, I'm just glad both my kids are boys, and I don't have the responsibility of raising (laughs) and guiding a daughter through the minefield of reality and the fantasy expectations portrayed in the media. Mm. I find bimbos tedious and insulting, and this show is chock full. Mm. 
Uh, there was also a review that I did not view because I, 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 I don't want to read them, but like I, I want to call these out. There was totally a bunch of incels. Uh, of this course. One set. They were decrying libidinous women and the progressive agenda of the writers. Oh, my God. And, and that's something I did want to say about this show. There was a bit of a progressiveness in it where one of her best friends is a gay man. Mm-hmm. And again, this is late 90s. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't portrayed cartoonishly. Right. And also they have a dinner at like a drag uh, mm-hmm. restaurant, which was nice. I think in the 90s, again, I think that was still sort of new. for Yeah. For yeah. If you not, were cool, you were going to drag shows. Yeah, obviously. And hanging out in those kinds of restaurants and stuff. Yeah, obviously yeah. these things existed. But I mean, like mm-hmm. new to maybe the greater population mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. be exposed to that kind of thing. I loved it. Yeah. I love drag shows. Yeah, I know. Um. Henry Shear, oh, The Simpsons, Henry Shear, <laughs> says, oh, that's Harry Shear, sorry. Uh, a show that is very educational. Oh, no. This person really took notes. Oh, God. Well, to be honest, I never thought I would be writing a review on Sex in the City as a teenage guy. Ew. I do not see- Wait. Whoa. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. 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 So, no. Ten stars. No. 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 You're getting all the wrong messages, my dude. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm all saying. All the wrong messages. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, no. And he found it educational. No. Yeah, no. Like, no. The messaging is really bad, especially for <laughs> young men to be watching this oh, show. Oh, my God. Well, maybe he's less skeezy. Let's see how it turns out. Okay. Okay. Maybe maybe he saw these skeezy dudes and was like, not be that. Well, let's see what he says. Okay. Okay. Uh, I do not see myself as someone who is into the New York scene of style, glamour, and fashion, but the show helps me understand where men and women go wrong sometimes in relationships. Like men cheating on women, sure. Like I said, <laughs> I feel very like uh, the woman doth protest too much because I am a teen. He's like reinforcing I'm a teen. It's like when people like oh, no. have like burner accounts on Twitter yeah. to like pretend they're some minority. And yeah. then they like. Now remember, I'm a black man. <laughs> as a black man, as a black gay man, I totally approve of Trump's agenda. <laughs> Anyway, like I said, I am a teenager, so I am entirely new to relationships, but I feel so confused at times by what women are thinking and why they do certain things. Yeah. <laughs> that makes women sound really mythical. Like, how come they sometimes sprout wings and scream at the no, blood no, moon? No, no, no. Only as few fey folks sprout wings during the blood moon. Uh, get it, get it straight, man. On instructions how to do that, please refer to our previous episodes. <laughs> I'm still trying to summon my dragon. <laughs> no, we still haven't got one single werebear. No, not one. Nobody has made it to werebearness. <laughs> Miranda, Charlotte, Samantha, and Carrie openly discuss their relationships with men, and I find it helpful to look into the female psyche. Oh, please. There are a lot of cautionary tales about men during the show about what not to do during a relationship. The way men are portrayed is not much different from reality because men hide secrets. Oh, um, my God. See? See? <laughs> okay. No, no. There's got to be. If, if this is the right portrayal of men, you guys suck, suck ass. Right? We all suck. You all suck if this is the right portrayal of men. And I refuse to believe that. Have strange desires in bed. Have <laughs> commitment problems. Bad hygiene. Etc. The interesting thing I noticed from all four of the main leads is the tendency to overthink a man's exact words. A small piece of advice for any woman that I have, 
Oh, 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 teenage man. oh, 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 my God. <laughs> I'm 14. And I'm <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you, women. What's wrong with you, women? <laughs> Fuck you. A small piece of advice for any women that I have is that. Yeah, men, this is not a teenage boy. You're right. He doth protest too much. Yeah, there's no there's way. There's no way. There's no way. Mm-hmm. A, a, a teenage boy who is going on here to be like, I'm learning a lot, uh-huh. but let me tell you what you need to do. Yeah. That's not a teenage no. boy. No, no, no. Is that men, including <laughs> me, are dumb and are very simplistic when we mean something. In my experience, it is very rare when a man has the ability to be very manipulative towards others, especially women. What? <laughs> How do you think women have been oppressed for millennia? You shit! You gaslighting mother. Oh my god! The thing is, we're too dumb to do it. So. Oh f- you. <laughs> we're just simple uh, men uh, who say what we mean, and oh, it's right. you uh-huh. who always sure. twist our words. Yeah. Just. Mm. Believe us what yeah. we say. Yeah, we wanted to be oppressed. Yeah, <laughs> we wanted to be treated inferior. Yes. Wow, that was You're a right. Real oh, you nailed it. You like, nailed it. We like, want to be sex slaves. You're so right. <laughs> so right. Let's see what a uh, little boy thinks. Lastly, the show is very educational for me. I do not necessarily agree with the plot lines at times, but the show is reality in a way it feels others cannot achieve. I suggest that everyone watch this show. For me, it has been very helpful. Uh, uh, clearly, it has not. It sir. has not. <laughs> clearly. Uh, just some trivia. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker had a clause in her contract that she said she would not do full nudity, which mm-hmm. is why she is never in anything less than underwear in the show, mm-hmm. while the other four... Um, don't care. Don't care, and they right. get naked, I guess. Mm-hmm. And since the show ended, several television channels air marathons of the show as a counter-programming to the Super Bowl, which, as of 2014, still draws strong viewerships. Oh, my God, really? So it's like, I'm not watching the Super Bowl. I'm going to watch Sex in the City. God, neither. <laughs> Please, no. Neither. Neither. Go Can I get a third choice? <laughs> Uh, Will you run some Lord of the Rings marathons, please? Can you give us a, a good thing and a bad thing about uh, the show? Good thing. Uh, it was great seeing the Twin Towers again. It, even though it was jarring, it was also still one of those things where it's like, yeah, I remember those towers. Yeah, it was iconic. Yeah, it really know? was. Yeah. I remember those. And that that was special. Yeah. Um, bad thing, the whole thing. Yeah, bad thing, the yeah, whole thing. Yeah. Bad thing, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, what about you? Good thing. Well, bad thing is I... I have a problem with the whole thing, but, like, people in their 30s going to clubs, I just don't relate to that. That is disgusting. I don't relate to that (laughs) at all. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not trying to, like, judge anyone for doing it. Right. But, like, for me, clubs have always been something you did late teens, early 20s. Just a fool around. And that's that's what you're doing. You're just fooling around. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. But if Um, you're in your 30s still doing it, I don't know. I feel like you've missed a step somewhere. Yeah, like... You know, I just feel like, let's go to bed early and we'll watch a movie <laughs> or something. Like, I don't want to go to a club. Yeah, I don't oh, either. God, oh, my sounds, God. That's so much work. That sounds, like, onerous. Like, uh. oh, I got to be out till 1 o'clock. Are you kidding? I want to be asleep. <laughs> um, and uh, good thing, I thought it was very educational. <laughs> <laughs> F*** you. Um, I, uh, we're going to have to edit a lot of this empty air um, <laughs> good thing. Come on, come on, come on. Good thing. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. I thought the the ladies did a fine job acting. Oh, no. 
No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. Uh, it has to be plot relevant. Yeah, the Twin Towers was the plot. Twin Towers. Twin Towers. <laughs> I'm telling um, you, my tongue is tired. I always enjoy a show about a journalist. <laughs> Even if she doesn't know how to use correct punctuation. Punctuation. Yeah, I was like, you're missing a comma here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so we did it. We did it. We see mode. We did it. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, piloting the pilot's releases each Tuesday. <laughs> My brain is dead, guys. Yeah. Uh, piloting the pilot's releases each Tuesday can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever else fine podcasts can be found. And if you feel like it, go ahead and review us. That would be nice. Mm, that would be nice, yeah. Good just, for the Just day. only, like, high star ratings. Five, five. Five, four, if you have to. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like if you give it four, you're putting too much thought into it. Just yeah. give it a five. You just give it a five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals or requests on Twitter at Pilot Pilots or email us at pilotingthepilots at gmail.com. In fact, I would recommend the emails because we don't even check that Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't even know why we have it. I don't know why we have it. Twitter we either. would love to hear from you. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, recommendations. We always put those to the top of the list. Always. Uh, next week. Why don't we do the Young Writers? Want to do the Young Writers? Yeah, let's okay. do the Young Writers. And, and, well, let's do a caveat because I'm not going to look up to see its availability right now. Okay. If it is available, we will do the Young Writers. Hell yes. If not, you might get another surprise episode. Mm. So, <laughs> <laughs> or if a request comes in. If a request comes in, or if it's one of the ones I already have a. a mm-hmm. Uh, an outline for which makes my life easier sounds good to me so but in the meantime i want you guys all to get those vaccines if you can or as soon Mm -hmm. as you're eligible do it Mm -hmm. refresh every day to make sure you can get those good good appointments exactly enjoy your sore arm Mm. and uh, and whatever weird side effects like mine is my swollen tongue yeah, you have the swollen tongue thing. Yeah, I'm having a hard time speaking. I've had lethargy and other fun mm-hmm. side effects. So, um, you know, take care. It's worth it, though. You know, you're helping people out. Exactly. Saving lives, heroes. Way to go. Way to go, heroes. <laughs> Way to go, hero. <laughs> anyway, we love you. Have a good week. Love you. Bye. Thank you.